Yo, eight episodes already? Okay, well, you know we're ready. God forbid something happens to me tomorrow. I want people to be able to listen to this forever. Any song that I've been a part of, even if it's not my song as an artist, I want people to be able to listen to it forever. The resurrection. I want my music to play. Then I want that the labor that I do would not be in vain. I want to be like a tree. I don't want to be like chaff in the wind. Yo, I say media is so interesting. It's a gift and you know we give it. But homie, if you is a growing Christian, I hope you listen. We must remain faithful when approaching this and don't put distance between ourselves and the whole religion. You listen? Let me bless the studio. Huh? Fix up the microphone. Check one, two, three, go. Sure. This is Udo Ibeleme, your host. And welcome to the show. Jesus. This is Psalm 1, the first Psalm. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, that is, Yahweh. And in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. That was the very first psalm, Psalm 1. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Udoi Bellamesh show. Um, today we will be speaking about content as a Christian. And uh, this would be for creators. This would be also for consumers. One very, very important thing when we start talking about content is we need to, first of all, speak about that content that is mandatory for a Christian, which would be, namely, the Word of God. All of us should be in the Word of God. But um, this, this psalm doesn't just tell us that we should be in the Word of God. It also tells us that we should be delighting in God's word, should be delighting in the law of the Lord, which is a reference to um, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, um, stuff that we might prefer not to read as opposed to the things in the New, New Testament that we might feel more comfortable with. But that was actually what was literally being referred to, referenced here. Um, but um, we hold all of that word that God inspired in like regard in terms of this is the word of God, right? And uh, we are to delight in it. We are to love it, all right? It's not just about, well, you know, I have to set, I have to set my quiet time apart and I have to make sure that I check that box so that um, I can feel good about it, so I can tell people about it, so that God can be happy with me. Um, no, it's not just about checking a box. It's about loving God's word. We are to delight in God's word, right? The next thing that it says is that we are to meditate 
on God's word day and night, right? We are always to be meditating on God's word. Now, this should be what we focus on all the time. We're always running it in our heads. And so we're able to run other situations through it when those situations come in like manner or similar manner as was discussed in the, I believe, the second episode of this podcast. All right. Um, so we should be able to have it on hand, on retainer, even in our hearts, as Psalm 119 says, um, so that we would not sin against God. Right. We meditating on it. We keep going it over, going it over, going it over. And an interesting thing about this is that um, everyone in this information age, in this media age um, that we live in, that we should, of course, take advantage of. And this is what I'm going to speak about to a certain degree today. But um, in this age, there's a tendency to to meditate on something else. And uh, I think I can be guilty of that as well. You understand? There's something you want to learn, there's something you want to do, or there's something that you, that interests you that is not God's word. And uh, this is where your constant meditation is to the detriment of the meditation of, of your meditation of God on God's word. You understand? It's not like you can't study or you can't want to learn something or whatever the case is. Um, I do have something that I'm trying to learn now and I've been binging stuff. But um, what about the word of God? This is the piece of content that we are mandated to be in. And we are told that we should be meditating in um, to be a blessed man according to Psalm 1 right? To be a blessed man, we should be meditating in the word day and night. And what is the fruit of this? That we will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, right? Um, yielding fruit in its season, its leaf not withering, whatever we do, we will prosper, all right? Um, meditation on the word of God, loving the word of God, and going over it, going over it, going over it in our heads, um, in our hearts, all of those things, right? Very, very important, mandatory co content, most important media that exists out there. And it's not like it's a chore, you know. The Bible is awesome. The Bible is the best-selling book, followed by The Pilgrim's Progress right and the author of pilgrim's progress was inspired by the bible like there's no contest bible is awesome material um and as christians we should find it even more awesome than a non-christian who might who might admire it for instance um jordan peterson right we should delight in the word of god we should meditate on it day and night right um, more than we meditate on any other thing. And we would see the long-term effects of that as opposed to the short-term effects of walking in the counsel of the wicked, standing in the path of sinners, sitting 
and the seat of scoffers like okay um there's this peer pressure there um that it seems like someone is speaking to that you can get caught up in all right and uh the issue there is that where that gets you is being chaff that the wind drives away as opposed to being a tree so it's cool now you have people around you know everything is good now but as i've heard others say in the long run stupidity never works in the long run this doesn't work in the long run delight in the law of the lord works meditation on on god's law day and night that works in the long run but this other thing going um in the counsel of the wicked path of sinners the seat of scoffers following your peer pressure um and it might be people that are close to you it might be a bigger group let's say um your society the general public the general non-christian public or the non-christian thinking public or um the people who are the loudest or allowed to be the loudest on social media you understand it it could be that or as i'm going to discuss the media that you intake you understand um i said in the opening that media is interesting because the bible speaks about the type of company you keep in different ways especially in the book of proverbs and what makes that and we'll probably get into that a, a bit more but what makes that interesting is that when we're dealing with media we are dealing with people who become like friends to us people who fill in those places so you might not be physically um able to walk with um this particular wicked person wicked by the bible standards but you can listen to what they have to say from miles away days weeks months years after they've said it um you understand you could interact with the winner the wicked or the sinners or the scoffers people other people who don't delight in the law of the lord other people who don't meditate on the law of the lord day and night you can interact with their thoughts like that very very simply sitting where where you are pulling your phone out it's very very simple in today's day day and age in in today's age to to connect with people that you don't know that you would never see that you would never meet and these people become virtual friends and so as we talk about media i want you to think of the people who have your ear as your virtual friends in the same way that rehoboam's friends had his ear right um we listen to podcasts and we listen to podcasts that give us the counsel of the wicked and lead us in the path of sinners and put us right in the seat of scoffers you understand and we need to be careful of what we intake in that way what we let into our ears and our eyes we need to be careful about that right because that could be what our meditation is our meditation on issues could just be coming from the world around us um could just be coming from 
the people around us could just be coming from people that are not even around us, but they're in our ears, but they're in front of our faces. You understand? And these are the types of things that um, we need to think about. And uh, when we read what the Bible has to say about peer pressure and friends and, and all of those things, I don't want us to zone out and think, well, you see, that is why I just lock off negative people. And I, I lock off this person and lock off that person because I realize they weren't a bad influence. We also need to think about our media consumption, right? Because these people, they are far off, but they are affecting us. They are influencing us, right? Those of us that are creators, we come like that type of friend as well to the people that are listening to us. Mind you, it's a one-sided relationship. To an extent, it could be two-sided based on, okay, you see that your metrics are going up when you talk about certain things or whatever the case is. But it's generally a one-sided relationship. And uh, when you are speaking, when you're putting out what you're putting out, you are being that friend, that virtual friend from afar. So we need to think about that. And we need to think about whether we are leading people to the ways of God, whether we are meditating on it day and night and delighting in it ourselves in such a way that we also transfer that to others and encourage others to do the same, or whether we are just taking the counsel of the wicked, path of sinners, seat of scoffers that we get, or coming up with things in our own minds and then just putting that on people. We need to be very careful about that, all right? Um, because even though you might be able to shoot up and get engagement, get your numbers up, get whatever, because you're in line with the spirit of the age and uh, whatever people are up to, you're, you're, you're up on that, you're, you're good on that, you understand? That could be a situation... But, but, if you keep going down that path, you will be like chaff in the wind. You won't stick around. If you allow the age, just the times that we're in, to sway you, when the times are over, you'll be gone. You might even be gone before the times are over. We need to come from the law of the Lord. Create our content from that place. And this is for those who do explicitly Christian stuff and even those who don't, right? What is the worldview that you're coming from? Are you um, delighting in the law of the Lord and meditating on it day and night? Is that your, your, your motivation and your inspiration to create what you're creating? You understand? Because that will stand the test of time. That will stand the test of time. I want that um, when I am doing this podcast, that someone can listen to what I'm doing a hundred years from now and be like, yeah, that makes sense. That's relevant. That, um, that, that, that resonates. That is true. I don't want that I'm just latching on to whatever is going on right now. And when 
Jesus destroys whatever is 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 not bowing to him because he tells he tells the rulers of the world he says kiss the son or perish right so in time to come when those who don't kiss the son actually perish a hundred and a hundred and fifty years from now and people are listening to what you are doing will it be a classic or will it be oh this is the kind of crap that they used to do back then yeah, it's stupid, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will will that be the story of what you're doing? The only way to ensure that you and what you have to do is classic, that you and what you have to do is constant, is to delight in the law of the Lord, to meditate on it day and night, and create from there. Then you'll be like a tree. You know how old trees can be? You know how old trees can be but chaff is here today gone tomorrow it could be chaff and 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 have a hit song it could be chaff and do all of those things you understand you could be big now you could pop now that's 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 fine you can do that but um probably not tomorrow all right um, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. Sinners will not stand in the assembly of the righteous. Yahweh knows the way of the righteous. The way of the wicked will perish. All right? Um, let's look at some other stuff that the Bible says about friends. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 10 through 19. I was actually um, working on some music that... Um, I kind of took stuff wholesale from here. So this is something that I've been looking at in recent time. Okay. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, even whole as those who go down to the pit. We will find all kinds of precious wealth. We will fill our houses with spoil. Throw in your lot with us. We shall all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your feet from their path. For their feet run to evil, and they hasten to shed blood. Indeed, it is useless to spread the baited net in the sight of any bird. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who gains by violence. It takes away the life of its possessors. We have a peer pressure situation, right? What is being said is, there's a situation in which you're going to do something, of course, something that is not according to the law of God. You're going to lie and wait for blood and you're going to ambush the innocent without cause and uh, swallow them alive like Sheol. You're going to prey on some people, all right? And you're going to steal their wealth. You're going to do all of those things. You're going to get something quick for you. And these people are saying, come with us, let's do this. Um, there's somewhere else in the Bible that says, do not follow the many to do evil. Here Solomon says, don't walk in the way with them. Keep your feet from their path, for their feet run to evil and they hasten to shed blood. And he's saying, they lie and wait for their own blood. So what they're doing now, they don't see the long-term ramifications of them and how it will come back to bite them. They don't see it. All right? It takes away their life. 
You understand? They don't see it right now. But they are the ones who will who will detriment who will who will receive detriment from it. Right? They don't see it right now. You should think of the content that you listen to. You might not listen to content that says, come, let's kill people. But do you listen to content that um is not is not in step with the with the word of God to a certain extent? Do you listen to content that and even let's 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 just draw out the applications and the implications as much as possible, right? Do you listen to content? Because we have to think about Jesus' words, right? Jesus says is not just about killing people that is is not just killing people that is wrong. It's not just outright murder that is wrong, but hatred towards your brother in your heart is a problem. Speaking to your brother a particular way is a problem. Jesus speaks to that on the Sermon on the Mount on the Mount. Jesus speaks to that in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter five. Alright? So, with that in mind, do you listen to people, ideas, media, content that promotes hatred? Hatred towards people that are not like you. Hatred towards people that are like you. Does it promote hatred towards White people, because of their ancestors. Does it promote jealousy of anyone that has more than you? Jealousy and envy is that something that um you are you are learning from 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 what you're listening to? Are you learning to hate? Are you learning to to despise, to disregard? To not act lovingly towards people from the content that you're listening to. Alright? The implications. Alright? The implications are important. The implications are important. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Okay? There's a place in the Psalms, I believe is Psalm. 14, first verse says, the fool is one who says that there is no God. Are these the types of people that you have in your circle? Or are you in their circle of influence via the media that you're listen to, listening to? Are you a companion of fools? These are things to think about when we start thinking about content as a Christian, both consumption and creation, all right? Because even our consumption will influence our creation. As a content creator, are you afraid to say things that might not be the in thing to say? Are you afraid to reprove, to rebuke when that is needed? Are you, are you afraid to do that? All right. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 31 and 32. He whose ear listens to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. He who neglects discipline despises himself, but he who listens to reproof 
acquires understanding. Do we as consumers only listen to people who tell us what we want to hear? Are we the type of people who, just like in the last days, as the Bible said, are going around listening to people who will tell us what we want to hear, listening to people who will, who will tickle our ears? Or are we willing to take the truth, even if the truth is a cough in the face? Are we willing to take the truth? And as creators, are we willing to say the truth? Are we willing to speak the truth, regardless of the consequences? Knowing that the consequences on being on the Lord of being on the Lord's side far eclipse anything else. Proverbs chapter twenty-seven, verses five and six: Better is open rebuke than love that is concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. What type of friends are we being, creators? What type of friends are we having, consumers? These are the types of things to think about. Do we run from people because they tell us things that are uncomfortable? Or do we run from people because they tell us nonsense? Or do we equate nonsense with things that we're uncomfortable with hearing? Would we prefer wounds from a friend or kisses from an enemy? A kiss killed Jesus, eh? A kiss killed Jesus. These are things to think about as we evaluate um, the type of content that we want to create and the type of content that we want to listen to. Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross, through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. All right. These are words about Jesus. These things concern Jesus. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. Um, and contrary to what um, our friends at the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society of Pennsylvania will tell us, that word firstborn, it means preeminent. All right, I come from an Eastern family. My family is Nigerian. All right, and so I have understanding of what being firstborn means. All right, being the firstborn is being the preeminent one. It has great implications for inheritance, for responsibility over um over the care of parents. And uh, that sort of thing. 
um, properties, all of those things, right? This is what um, is being communicated, that Jesus is the one in charge. He is the Lord. He is the creator. He is the inheritor of all things. This is what is being communicated by that term firstborn, right? So Jesus is preeminent, all right? And he created all things. All things were created through him. They're created for him. He is before all things. In him, all things hold together, right? Everything is holding together in Jesus, all right? So, we can go on to see, yes, he's the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn of the death, dead. So that he himself will come to have first place in everything. First place in everything. Whether you create preachy content like this or you don't, is Jesus first place in everything? In your head. Does everything come through that in your head? Do you think all things hold together in Jesus in your head? Right? Because sometimes we we didn't get a good education. And what I mean by we didn't get a good education, right? Um, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Right? Um, the Bible also says elsewhere that um, he, when, when someone is fully trained, a student is not above his teacher, but when someone is fully trained, they will be like their teacher. Right? We were generally taught by people who believed whether or not they were Christians they believed that Jesus and the things associated with him are irrelevant outside of certain times of the day outside of certain places all of those things and so when we get our different subjects when we get when we go through life in general Jesus is irrelevant. Even if we went to Christian schools, and I went to Christian schools, I went to an Anglican school, and I went to a Catholic school, and even if you have those classes in which you have a Bible class, those are the times in which Jesus is relevant, right? Otherwise, you basically, you're basically doing the same thing that the non-Christian school is doing, and Jesus is irrelevant. Whether we are speaking about religious things, what, things that we would consider religious or not, we are always saying something about Jesus. We are saying that he is Lord of this area or that he is not. We are saying that he is Lord of this area or that it is irrelevant whether or not he is Lord of this area. Here's how deep it goes. All things hold together in Jesus, including basic arithmetic. 2 plus 2 equals 4 because Jesus is Lord. If Jesus was not Lord, 
I don't know what two plus two would be or if there would be two plus two or anything like that, right? But since Jesus is Lord, two plus two is four. He holds things together such that two plus two is, always was and always will be four, right? That happens that way because Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord holds everything together, all right? And so when we teach, which is in a sense media and content, but also when we do any other type of media or content, we are speaking about Jesus. And again, whether we're doing overtly Christian stuff or not, we are either coming from our Christian worldview or we are saying that Jesus is irrelevant to what we're speaking about right now. Matthew chapter 12 verse 30 and Luke chapter 11 verse 33 gives us the same words from Jesus. He who is not with me is against me and he who does not gather with me scatters. So there is no neutral spot. There is no demilitarized zone. We are either on Jesus' side or not. We are on the Lord's side or not. We get down or he will lay us down. This is how the world works, right? And this is how we need to view things. This is how we need to view our content, even our non-preachy content that's not from an overtly Christian brand. At the base, at the bedrock, it has to be Christ. If someone asks you a question, don't be ashamed to say, well, you know, I'm a Christian and, and these are where my things come from. And in a good conscience, because it's true, because you have gone through these things. These things have been filtered through your faith. You understand? Don't be ashamed. Don't run from that label at all. Don't run from the label of Jesus Christ at all. To have men who are doing that, me I just ball praise Jesus all the time. I have made it such that I cannot run from it. Because I don't want to. Alright? For I want you to know, this is Colossians chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in home are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We've spoken about this to a certain extent already. To the degree that what you're saying is based on Jesus, is based on what is real, it is correct. And you can actually claim this as knowledge. To the degree that it does not, you cannot claim that as knowledge because it's not even real, it's not even true. Alright? And sometimes 
we believe things or we imbibe things and this is why we need to be meditating on God's word day or night. Sometimes we imbibe things that come from a completely different worldview, a completely different way of thinking. What needs to happen at that point is that um, we need to understand that it is either Christ or something else. It is either Christ or something else. There are certain things that we might be imbibing from the world around us if we are not meditating on the word of God day and night and that sort of thing. There are things that we might be taking from the world around us that might be based on evolutionary assumptions. We might be blind to that. We might not understand that. We might not see that. We might not readily pick up on that. But we might agree with that. Because from a worldview perspective, from the way we look at the world, we're not Christians. We have that confession in our mouth and that profession. We, we believe in Christ. We believe the gospel. We amen all of those things. But when we go through our day-to-day lives, we have the same mind state as everybody else. The same range of opinions on things that the Bible does speak about as everybody else. And it's weird. We like to talk about renewing our mind. Sometimes we haven't done it. And this might be a call for us as consumers, content consumers, to renew our minds. As I keep on saying, to meditate on the word of God. And us as creators as well. And to find the people secondary to the scriptures who are doing the same to listen to. I hope that I'm one of them. I hope that I'm one of them. And I strive to be one of them. I strive to give you guys value and to talk about different things. I'm not always going to be um, cracking open um, a Bible necessary, necessarily and preaching but I pray that in whatever I'm speaking about it would be in line and it would not be out of line we need to think about what we're soaking in and if it lines up so I guess this whole thing is just a sober reminder that our mind needs to be renewed rather than conformed to the world so that we would know what is the will of God what is good what is acceptable what is perfect and that would be beneficial to us that would give God glory that would give us so much joy so much relief and it would do the same for Um, those who engage with our content, for those of us that are creators. And you know what else it would be? It would make us timeless. It would make us classic. God forbid something happens to me tomorrow. I want people to be able to listen to this forever. God forbid something happens to me tomorrow. Any song that I've been a part of, Even if it's not just my song as an artist, I want people to be able to listen to it forever. I was in a telegram group and one of the things that I was saying as I was speaking about the resurrection, I was saying, I want my music to play. 
Then, after it's all said and done, and we come back, I want my music to play. I want that the labor that I do would not be in vain. I want to be like a tree. I don't want to be like chaff in the wind. And I hope that if you are here listening to me, that you are like me, and that's what you want too. I feel if that wasn't what you wanted, you wouldn't be here right now. No. <laughs> yeah, man. So um, a bit more sobering, a bit more light on the content today. But um, I just wanted to speak about these things, speak about content as a Christian, and see how we can be more intentional with what we put out. All right? Um, I hope this was of much value to you guys. I'll see you again in the next two weeks. Praise Jesus. You made it through the whole episode, the show done. Hope you get some positive in the nucleus. You know, a proton. Anyhow, you know the slogan. Praise Jesus. Jesus.